This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey guys, it's John of the Macri with you here for another episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast. But first, a reminder that basketball season has officially started. And of course, the Knicks' first game in MSG is coming up very soon. It is this Saturday night. Make sure you have your seat for that game with Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats, of course, is the top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price. You can look for seats. You can do anything that you want. And best of all, unlike other Similar services, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back. It's called Vivid Seats Rewards. All you got to do is go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. Every purchase backed by 100% buyer guarantee. And when it's time to buy, new users should enter promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. Once again, that is Vivid Seats. It is the way to go. Coming at you on a Wednesday night in which we have just watched the New York Knicks unfortunately dropped their first game of the season, 120-111 against the San Antonio Spurs in San Antonio. It's a very fun episode we have coming up for you. We, um, we're on East Coast time here, and this was a little bit of a late game, so we had to dip into our reserves. We had to... Find someone that was over on West Coast time to appear on the podcast as our post-game guest. And we did that. We found the one and only. You probably know him on Twitter as uh, an actor who also happens to be a fan of the Knicks, David Futternick. We have a lot of fun talking about the game uh, a little bit later on. But first, I just wanted to get a couple of quick thoughts out there because I felt like tonight... As I'm, I'm now a little bit removed from the game, I felt like things, and I, I said something along these lines during the preseason, but I, I have to reemphasize it now. I felt like things reached a fever pitch and maybe did so unnecessarily. It's like we knew the starting lineup was coming and we knew it was probably going to be maybe a little batshit crazy. And sure enough, it came out 
and we were, you know, sitting there 45 minutes, a half an hour, whatever, before tip-off. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at Twitter, and it's like, you know, Fizz has no idea what he's doing. Fizz doesn't know what's going on. He's, you know, and it's every, it's every, you know, the front office doesn't know how to build a team. They go out and they trade for a point guard and they sign another point guard. And here they are signing, you know, playing this other guy as the starter. I just, you know, I'm sorry if uh, me saying this to you sounds like a broken record. I do this occasionally and I apologize if you don't like to hear broken records, but sometimes it's necessary. This is game one, folks. It's game one of an 82-game season in which, again, two-thirds of this roster is brand new. They played four preseason games. This team has been together for a grand total, and Fisdale said it after the game, of two and a half weeks. So there are, I'm sure, going to be a lot of takes about the starting lineup. There are going to be a lot of takes about the game. There are going to be a lot of takes about the decisions that were made during the game. There are going to be a lot of takes about the fact that they got uh, steamrolled for a stretch in the fourth quarter in which they were outscored 18 to nothing. I get all of that. I totally understand it. And I'm a Knicks fan, so did I like seeing them start off in the first quarter looking like a team that had never played together before? Of course not. Did I like seeing them... um, (laughs) for a few minutes there towards the end of the game, looking like a team that had not had much practice time on the court together. Of course not. I didn't like to see any of those things. But you have to stop yourself and remember at a certain point in time, this team, for better, for worse, whatever you think of what the team did this summer, you have to remember that this was always going to be a process. And this was never going to be something that was going to click on day one or week one or probably like month one. And quite honestly, the fact that they were able to stay in this game and actually take a six-point lead in the fourth quarter against, you know, I know they're not one of the best teams in the NBA anymore, but um, a team that does not beat themselves, uh, I thought was pretty impressive. Um, And... There's going to be a lot of conversations that people have uh, about this game and and trying to make big picture conclusions about what this game means and what it doesn't mean. And that's all, a lot of that's going to be fair. The one thing that I want to caution people to maybe take a step back off the ledge about is that they should draw any conclusions from this game, at least, about the head coach or the head coach's plan, or the head coach's ability to put a team on the floor that may just be able to win a basketball game. Because we were sitting there, I was sitting there, with uh, six minutes and change left to go in this game, and wouldn't you know it, the Knicks were winning in San Antonio on opening night um, with a roster that was, for all intents and purposes, brand new. So... Whatever criticisms you want to have of the head coach and his decision-making going into this game and throughout the game, you have to at least acknowledge that. You know, you may think it's fool's gold, but at least acknowledge it at the very least. So I want to start with that. 
Um, and from there, I'm going to go to the most important thing, which I talked about on the Periscope, and I'm sure I'll talk about it with uh, David when he comes on, uh, R.J. Barrett. And, you know, I I, um, I sat down this morning, uh, Wednesday morning, to write the newsletter, and I, I came up with this idea for the newsletter late last night um, about kind of going through year by year since I've been a Nick fan and all the different signs of hope that I've had over that time. And there's been moments of hope, real moments of hope, where I convinced myself that this team was about to emerge from the doldrums. Most of those signs of hope were <laughs> quite honestly ridiculous on their on its face. Uh <laughs> You know, things like Donnie Walsh is coming in and he has a plan. Um, Amare decided to come here and take all of our money and, you know, not have to deal with a team that was worried about his knee, which may or may not work fully. Um, you know, Carmelo Anthony trying to lead a team that was ill ill-constructed to you know, fit with his talents. Like all, all of these different saviors that we've had over the years that have given me and other Knicks fans hope. You know, and the most realistic of all of them, you know, and I, I have to mention his name. We don't talk about him. We're not allowed to talk about him anymore, but I have to mention his name right now is Kristaps Porzingis. And the thing about Kristaps was you knew when you were looking at him that he fit the part. Because if you watch basketball for long enough, you know when you're seeing a guy who can maybe not alter a franchise, but make you reassess where you are in terms of like, okay, we used to have zero pieces and now we have one pieces and we could count on that piece. And Kristaps was that guy. And then shit went sour, and I have thought long and hard about how much or how little this particular front office does or does not deserve blame for not being able to fix what went wrong under Phil Jackson. Um, but the fact is, what went wrong was never going to go right. And they got out of that situation, you know, as best as they could. And I, I, I don't have the strength to talk about that right now. But I bring it up because watching R.J. Barrett tonight, you know, I've been a Knicks fan for it's my 27th season. And there haven't been many times when I was able to look at a guy on an opening night of an NBA season and say to myself, honestly, that, oh, this is a guy that can make a difference. And if you're a Nick fan and you were watching R.J. Barrett, it at least started to take the sting off of losing KP. You know, that sting that we all want to pretend isn't there, that we want to ignore that we want to say to ourselves, and I say to I say to myself all the time, you know, we needed to trade him, and I believe that that is true. But the fact is, we had that guy, and he, that guy is no longer here. 
So once that guy is here and he's gone, from that moment forward, you need to look for the next guy who's going to be that guy. And the moment we traded him, there was a part of me that thought, you know, man, if we don't get guys in free agency, we may never get that guy again for years and years and years. And I know he's not a unicorn. I know he doesn't block shots like Kristaps. I know he doesn't shoot threes like Kristaps. But if you were watching the game tonight, you saw a guy who had a feel for the game that can't be taught. And that was inspiring. And it was encouraging. Um, Because no matter what moves this team makes moving forward, no matter what holes they have to fill in, the nice thing about R.J. Barrett is he fits in with whatever they're going to do. Because... He's that type of guy that he's not a hard fit like KP was, who only wanted to play power forward, by the way. Um, R.J. Barrett is a guy that, as we saw tonight, you could slide in at point guard. Was it a good idea? Hell no, in retrospect. Um, It didn't take too long to figure that out. But the fact that it could even be tried with a straight face you know, was interesting to me. And yet, the fact that that same guy, that same R.J. Barrett, could go out there and play power forward for your team, which he did at times this preseason, and which I'm sure we'll see him do again, maybe in some small ball lineups with Julius Randle. Like, the fact that you have a guy on, on your team that has that type of versatility in a league where versatility may be the most important quantity for your team to have going forward. It's exciting, and I think every Knicks fan should feel good about that, if nothing else, after tonight. In terms of some of the specifics about this game, you know, it almost felt like it was an extension of the preseason, not in the intensity that the team showed, because they were very intense. Um, they got more steals tonight than they got at any point in any game last season. They had 16, I want to say they ended up with 16 steals, um, and they had that through three quarters. They were aggressive on defense, um, weren't perfect, by no stretch of the imagination were they perfect, but they were aggressive. And what they were trying to do kind of worked, and I say that, with full acknowledgement of the fact that they gave up 37 points in the fourth quarter. Um, Because, hey, the Spurs are pretty good. But you saw at least the semblance of a defense that, like, again, for a little while there, it could work. They gave up 22 points in the first quarter, 24 points in the third quarter. Um, When the wheels weren't falling off, it it was respectable, and that was nice to see. On offense... I mean, I I don't know what I'm really supposed to sit here and say about a starting lineup that lasted for, what, four minutes? Um, You know, much was made about the R.J. Barrett, Alonzo Trier starting backcourt. It clearly didn't work. Not maybe for the reasons that some people thought that it wasn't going to work, which is that, like, I guess R.J. Barrett would take the ball and not pass it and and go into iso-zo mode. That didn't happen. Actually, the opposite of that happened. He was looking to pass. He was not going for his own shot at all at the beginning of the game. Um, That being said, the ball movement was limited, and 
the offense clearly was stagnating uh, with R.J. Barrett and Alonzo Trier running the show. Dennis Smith Jr. came in, and, uh, well, I don't know quite how to describe how Dennis Smith Jr. looked tonight. Um, I could do some performance art uh, and try to, you know, express my emotions through song and dance about how Dennis Smith Jr. looked tonight. Um, but I'd probably get arrested for public indecency because I would just be uh, drunk and naked running the streets. Because that's really the closest equivalent that I could make to Dennis Smith Jr.'s performance tonight. Is that what Dennis Smith Jr. is as a basketball player? Of course not. Um, he is clearly still bothered by something. I hope it's physically. I hope it's not mentally. Um, either way, he didn't look good. And then Alfred Payton came in, and Alfred Payton ended up playing 26 minutes. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step on my own feet here. I I sent out a tweet earlier tonight, and I said I, I put up Dennis Smith Jr.'s plus minus and Marcus Morris's plus minus in the first half, and I was like, see, this is why game to game plus Morris mean, or, or plus minus means nothing. And now I'm sitting here and I'm looking and Alfred Payton had a, a plus 14 in his 26 minutes on, on the night uh, for the Knicks. And I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. Because Alfred Payton was really good and he came in and he settled things down. Um, and he, barring something very surprising, is going to be the point guard for this team starting on um, Friday night. He was, along with R.J. Barrett and along with Marcus Morris and Julius Randle, um, you know, the Knicks had four really good players tonight. Um, you know, imperfect. Morris took some shots he shouldn't have taken towards the end there. Um, you know, Peyton, you know, missed a couple ones that were open and, and that shows why um, he is not someone that, you know, was maybe thought of as a starting point guard because you can leave him open and feel okay about that. But, you know, the Knicks had four guys who played pretty well tonight. And another guy, Kevin Knox, who on one side of the floor played really well. On the other side of the floor, not so much. He struggled on defense. So, you know, you had four and a half really good players for the Knicks tonight. And then you had some guys... Uh, actually, I should, I should say Taj was good, too. He was quiet, but he was good. And then you had some guys that were not so good. Um, Bobby Portis was 0 for 3 from downtown, and um, he he reminded you that if he is not hitting shots, his value is probably going to be pretty limited. Uh, that said, I thought his defense was better than I expected. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give him that, you know, minor compliment. Alonzo Trier, it, it, you know, he ended up with seven minutes. It just, it wasn't working out for him. I'll be curious to see what happens with him going forward. Dennis Smith Jr., we talked about. Wayne Ellington, one for four from the field uh, in 13 minutes. He just was not hitting a shot. Had a couple of unfortunate turnovers. He will be better. I am convinced of that. Frank Nilakina, we were convinced we were not going to see him after the first half in which he did not get off the bench. And sure enough, he came in in the second half, and I was so excited. And gosh, Frankie, you weren't ready for prime time. You weren't. You weren't. You didn't. You know, 
like, I don't know what it was about FIBA. FIBA, you, you were the deciding factor in the game against Team USA. And yet, on opening night against San Antonio, the moment was maybe a little bit too big. That said, you know, we saw him. And maybe we didn't think we were going to see him, but we saw him. So I, I am hopeful that Frank's three minutes tonight were not enough to banish him to the bench um, until such time as he is no longer on this team. Overall, if you're a Knicks fan, I think you have to feel okay about tonight. Um, I understand they gave up a lot of points. I understand they lost. I understand they gave up an 18 to nothing run in the fourth quarter. But given the amount of moving parts on this team, given the amount of individual performances that we saw from this team that were um, very strong. And I want to say, most importantly, given the fact that, you know, we didn't know how this coach was going to approach this year. And I, I think he is, to me at least, I didn't get the sense tonight at least, that he was coaching for his job to the detriment of the long-term growth of this team. I am sure others will disagree with me about that statement. That's just how I felt. Now, when Mitchell Robinson is back on Friday night, hopefully I'm knocking on some wood right now, um, we'll see You know, we'll see what happens there. I, I would hope that he starts. He deserves to start. Um because this team just cannot survive without his rim protection. So, that is our assessment of Game 1. The Knicks are 0-1. Still got a chance to go 81-1. You never know. It might happen. It might happen. It could happen. Crazier things. Crazier things have happened. Um, that is it for my opening. We're going to move on to our interview with David Futternick. But before we get there, a reminder that today's episode of the Knicks Film School podcast is brought to you by CBS Sports HQ, which is the brand new streaming sports news network. It's live 24-7 and it is absolutely free. It's sports coverage. It's always on. And again, it always costs you not a cent. Um, CBS Sports HQ, the coverage is always focused on the game. A lot of highlights, breaking news, whatever you want. I use it for updates about the Knicks, um, for maybe if I had a busy day, things that I missed. And uh, if you're a better, you know, you could use it for some, uh, you know, maybe a couple gambling tips here and there. Just saying. Not not recommending it, but just saying. Uh, don't forget, you can get access to all this coverage completely free. And uh, all you got to do is download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Apple TV, Roku, Fire TV, or other connected device at any time to watch CBS Sports HQ. No fake debates, just sports for real fans at the great price of zero dollars. Uh, download the CBS Sports app and watch CBS Sports HQ today. And with that, let us get to our interview with... The one and only David Fox. <laughs> Mr. Futternick. Now you don't have to look at me. <laughs> so, uh, quick 
quick uh, aside for the the listeners. Um, I I just called uh, Fuddy on Skype, and he mistakenly uh, clicked the button where you could do the video chat. And I saw in the let's see, it's it's my left, so it's your your right corner of your is that your bedroom? Is that your office? Is that your is, is that um, your... it's bo- both. Both. Okay. Um, you yeah, have a bedroom. You know, you're rocking the pinned up um, uh, bed bed sheet as as your uh, I guess sliding door. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we like to keep it like L.A. '70s hippie. Uh, <laughs> my fiance's parents were just here, and she was like mortified that her mom would be upset that there's no door in the doorway. So she had me nail one of our bed sheets up. Like you put actual mock- nails. Yep. So it's it's there for until we move out now. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you don't take it down when you're when you're showing the apartment um, to prospective oh, no. renters. Um. <laughs> so tonight, um, you know, I was it's it you know it's it's the opener. It's the first game of the season. I was I was kind of putting out some feelers. And you know what? These fair weather Nick fans, they're like, oh, I, I got an early day. I got a meeting. I got to, you know, I got to make my, my breakfast. I got to have my my avocado and my eggs. I'm like, yeah. you know what? Let me reach out to someone on the West Coast who, you know, this is not going to be late. This is what it is, 8, 8.20 for you? You're probably going out after you get off with me. It, uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I'm hitting the club. Uh yeah, you know the the Bentley's coming to pick me up, but uh I can I told the Bentley you wait, you wait for Macri. It, do they have, is it like a Lyft Bentley? Can you get a, a Bentley on Lyft? You probably could. We're, we're, probably uh, could. This we're, is LA. I mean, come on. <laughs> we're uh we're going off the rails much like the Knicks in the fourth quarter. Um Ugh. so um I Well, I'm happy you hit me up. <laughs> um <laughs> Funny story, I was recording my Sopranos podcast and we had a special guest on and we couldn't, so we couldn't move it to like, if it was just me and my co-host, I would have been like, hey, can we move it to tomorrow because I have to watch the next game tonight. So we recorded the podcast in my living room with the Knicks game on. So (laughs) I was, I was a little in and out of the podcast, but uh, I've sadly watched, uh, watched this game tonight. That's. That's fandom. So what you know? Let, let's yeah. start there because here's it's it's interesting. Here, like I, I feel like um, you know I I don't know if you feel this way. I I feel sometimes like my experience of fandom is so unique to me. I think sometimes I'm like, do other people experience like games like this? Do other people experience a season like that? And for me tonight, it was like um, we had. Um, my my wife's dad's birthday, um, so we went over to my my sister in law's house at five thirty, and from five thirty right. to to eight o'clock, I mean, God love my wife that she's still married to me. I was on my phone the whole time on Twitter, just like <laughs> you know, looking at like looking for the starting lineup, looking at what are people saying. Um, and it's just like the, the anticipation is like building up, building up, building up. So by the time eight thirty hit, we got home, we drove home, we got home at like quarter to uh, or quarter after eight. It's like I was so amped up um, 
I couldn't even it was like hard for me to focus on this game like I obviously I've never done drugs before but my my understanding of what drugs is like is like this would have been you know like what that experience is uh, maybe someday right, I'll find that, out you that know. rush yeah yeah, 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 yeah you know the rush you hear about for, from people who have actually done such things which I know you right. have, you have not either um no 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 um, so your experience tonight, it sounds like, was quite a bit different. So I'm I'm curious because <laughs> yeah. I was I was so like from the from the end of the I would say from the, like the middle of the second quarter up until the middle of the fourth, it was like a, a roller coaster ride that was just like it was just a rush the whole time. Like, what was tonight's experience watching the game like for you? Oh, definitely. I, honestly, like at this point, at least to start the season. I I I'm I was watching the game tonight and I was like please just like RJ be good. Like RJ just needs to be good. Like I like to me that's the biggest the most important thing this year. Is RJ is good. RJ is good. Please be good. Uh and I I he he was great. I like obviously there were some, you know, some silly turnovers and stuff, but like he um he looked dominant at times. He looked good. He looked confident. He um when he had like one slam dunk uh, in the third quarter that like yes like, yes immediate immediately pop took a timeout and he started yelling and I was like I'm happy with our draft choice. <laughs> um, my wife who's not <laughs> not there. overreacting not overreacting no though, no but. but it's like you it's it you know I, I, you know I'm big into analytics you know it, that's where the trend is moving um, advanced stats and this and that but. Sometimes a guy just has to pass the eye test, and it's like you know, my wife's watching the yeah. game with me, and she's just like, she pops her head up in the third quarter, and she's like, "My God, this guy's really good." I'm like, "Yes, mm-hmm. yes, he is. He's really good." Um, no, I agree. With, I think that's the thing that stood out for me as well. Um, how much? <laughs> what, what do you think? <laughs> I, I I was gonna say the uh, on on the opposite end of the spectrum, the Trier starting at point guard. Uh, did not look like the right thing to do. <laughs> Can we? It's so. I think this is why. So, like, I I really have had a tough time processing tonight because I feel like when you watch a typical like a, any sporting event, there's like a whole bunch of stuff that falls in like the middle of the pack, and then there's like <laughs> a couple things that are really good and a couple things that are really bad. Tonight with the Knicks, it was just. There was no middle ground. It was like Republicans and Democrats. It's like yeah, you're they're, they're on opposite ends of the aisle here. Um, yes. The, are you? Let's let's go here. Coming mm-hmm. at it tonight, are you feeling more good than bad, or the other way around? Oh, definitely more good. Okay. I, I was saying some my my buddy who I do the uh, one of my buddies who I do the podcast with. He's like a, he's a much bigger Yankees and Giants fan, but he's a he's a casual Knicks fan. He wants them to do well just because he supports New York sports, sure. um, and he would never go to Brooklyn. Um, and he and, and he was like, "Oh, they look good. they look all right." And I was like, "You know what? They uh, they look like a basketball team." Thank you, thank you <laughs> for saying more, that. Which is more, which is more than we could say last year. It just seemed like a. a jumble of guys thrown together this looked like they're actual basketball players that wear Knicks uniform now um <laughs> you know <laughs> which i know is like maybe the lowest bar that you could have for your it's a basketball start. team but it's you know, a start it's a start and like 
they held their own. Like, granted, this this isn't the Spurs team of 2012, but like, well, th- they held they held their own. This is still a pop coach team. They still have two, uh, you know, stars on on the team, and they're still the Spurs. Uh, and there were uh, there were some runs there in the, in the second and third quarter where they looked really good. And, and it's like you know, there I was at... defensive intensity. Oh like, my god, I, were, I... They, there was there was like they were pushing the ball up the floor. Um, guys were actually like going hard up to the basket. Um, and like Knox had some. Uh, I at least saw one or two drives where like you know last year he would have gotten like thrown to the floor. He would have. He wouldn't have finished, and he would have been arguing that he didn't get a foul. And uh, they just looked. There was more flow to the team until until they just couldn't buy a bucket in you know the last five minutes so, or so. That's uh, let's let's separate this into almost like the first half was kind of like a mishmash jumble. You know, yeah. getting the jitters out, and, and that's what Fisdale said post game. He's like. Someone asked him about the starting lineup, like, ah, what'd you think? You know, was it pretty clear that it didn't work? And he's like, honestly, I just thought it was jitters, which I, you know, I don't disagree with. Um, but, but it was like a tale of, of two games. It was like where the Knicks, like last year, you know, they had, they would string together like three possessions or four possessions in a row where it's like, oh, oh, that looks like a basketball team. I've seen that before. And but tonight right. it was like for like a quarter and like a quarter and a half. It was like oh my god, they're they're defending like a team, like a real team, and they're they're playing yep. offense like a real. It, it was it was actually staggering and and unsettling at points. Um, to just like the good times kept rolling, and then they fell apart obviously. And uh, what was it? A sixteen right. zero run, eighteen zero run. I'm yep. I'm gonna choose to not get bent out of shape about that. It you know, it's 9 out of 15 new guys. Um exactly. uh, you know, are you working worked up about that or uh, you know? No. Uh, it, it, most of these guys haven't played together before. I mean, it, it's going to take some time. And also like yeah, I mean, I really Really hope that Fizdale doesn't have like a million different lineups like he had last year. And well, I can you know, I'm I hoping, bet you a donut that I we're mean, getting a different one on Friday night uh, in one one particular well, hopefully, spot. Hopefully, there will be a different starting center. But uh, well, okay, uh, maybe maybe two spots because he <laughs> he indicated in the post game that I mean he didn't say it, but he all but he all but said Peyton would get the start at point guard and and you know which start, is not so. Sur- no. Not surprising. He he looked like the best option right now. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately. <laughs> I, I don't know if you heard it. I think I forget which podcast I did it on, but I compared uh, Alfred Payton as your opening day starter to when Ryan Fitzpatrick is your opening day starter for your football team. <laughs> it's like something has gone that. awry somewhere. Yeah, yeah. If that right. is, if that is what you're what you're going with. Um. No, I'm I'm with I'm with you. Obviously, I'm not I'm not getting bent out of shape about that. I, no. I, I guess you know it's interesting because we had eleven guys, well, twelve guys. That I'm 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 not I'm not leaving out Damian Dotson. We had twelve guys that could have conceivably played tonight. Dotson right. got the DMP. Um, eh, I don't love that. But putting that as yeah, put that aside for a sec. The like, 
everybody else that you would have figured, all right, they should get a chance. They got a chance, and, um, you know, half of those guys roughly look good. Half of those guys look bad. Let's talk about the negative for yep. a second. Of everybody that played that was maybe not so great, thinking about the big picture, who mm-hmm. who, who were you most down about? Um... And I, I, I acknowledge that this who, is a who tough got, question. Who who got like big minutes? Who no, um no, who got I'm gonna say who got any minutes? Who were you most down about that got any minutes? I guess I was kinda hoping I mean he barely played, but I was kinda hoping to see Ellington kinda shoot the ball a little better. Um, he was one I, I know uh I mean again, like he what did he play, like ten minutes or so? So he was in, um, I just I'm looking at it right now, which I'm it's actually kinda staggering. Ellington played thirteen minutes and he was minus thirteen over that time. So that's yeah. that's not that's not great. Cause I, I I forget who said it, but like, you know, they were hoping that he would get some run in the first half of the season so he'd be a nice little, you know, trade chip. Um and um, I didn't love what I saw. And, and again, it's limited minutes. But also, if they really are trying to win games, you know, we need to get, need to spread the floor. And if he's not hitting shots, uh, like, I, I, he's not hitting threes. I don't know who is. Yeah, no. Um, um, I especially if Trier is not going to is not going to be hitting three. They were, by the way, they were ten for thirty from three tonight, and three of and Kevin Knox was three of four. Um, and Marcus Morris was three of seven. So if you take the two of yeah. them out, they were four for uh, nineteen. That that's not great. Ugh, yeah, it's not great. Uh, I can I can you know I I think you can be happy with uh with Knox hitting a good chunk of your threes, but Agreed. if Marcus Morris is hitting a good chunk of your threes. That's not terrific. <laughs> he he got a little shot happy there in I the mean, fourth, you know, yes. um, which you didn't love to see. Um, it was right. what it was. I mean, so, and and also I think it's we got to consider the game, yes. all the talk before the game. He's, he, gets you know, he, he gets a pass. He gets a pass for this one. For Give this him a one. Pass. Um, um, let's talk for a second about Frank and Dennis. Um, so, uh, our, I mean. I, I'm or I I've or I so CP came out and did like a West Coast Knicks uh, roundtable like a few weeks ago. Yes, I saw that. And and I I am uh, you know we talked about um, DSJ and I'm just like just I am not Team G- DSJ whatsoever and I feel like I, I don't know how many more opportunities like he needs to be given. The kid has so much talent, uh, but he just doesn't look like a viable point guard. I mean, uh, do you have a beer league that you run that needs, <laughs> um, or, or maybe, uh, you know, I mean the local Y, but he the, would, you know he what? Would look, Those games are tough. Great. And now the, you would look great. Yeah. That's a some, little tough though. Some of those over 40 games are actually really competitive. I don't know if he's, if he's up, uh, I mean, look, he, he, he looked like a, a guy who was, uh, like won a contest, uh, to like, yeah. play play ten minutes in an NBA game, um, that's what and he looks like. And you know what? If and if I had to, you know, if I was a betting man, I would I yeah. would probably say that he was probably grumpy because he didn't start. And but he, hold on, I'm gonna, he, I'm gonna, 
I want to stop you there. If that if for if that's actually the reason, then that's not forgivable. I'm Would you sorry, be surprised? Um, ooh, would I be surprised if that was the reason he came out and looked like utter dog shit tonight? Um, that's 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 unbecoming of a professional athlete. That's not a thing that. Yeah, I feel like. Shouldn't I be surprised? I, f- I feel like I should be surprised. I, I I hope he's not healthy. I hope something's. I hope his back is twisted or fuck. I don't know what's going on. He had the 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 runs. I don't like literally pick a thing. Pick anything. He had mono. He, right. he, he was hanging right. out with Sam Darnold. He had mono. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Literally pick anything, and it would be better than that because that would get that that is the thing that would get me depressed because if that was really the case. And uh, to be honest with you, I didn't even think of that until you just said it. But God, oh man, I guess I mean, the... it, it, to me, to me, like my even before he came out of college, when you know we we knew that we were going to be picking right in that sweet spot where he was probably going to be. I always had issues with him because of his his attitude problem, and, and you know he look. I, I, you got to have confidence in yourself to make it in professional sports, but yes. he just, he, he, he doesn't back it up. <laughs> I mean, when uh, he, when I, he was I, doing his post draft interview and he quoted his stats from his NC state team, uh, that, I, that he just mailed in that season. I was like, Oh, okay. Even, right. but even yes, I think it was yesterday or today. I heard a quote from, um, oh my God, was it Begley? I think Begley had it. I apologize if it was not Begley, if it was somebody else, apologies. But it was something along the lines of like Dennis Smith Jr. was asked about coming off the bench. And he's like, I've never done it before, but I know, I know what I envision for myself this season. And that I I um I don't think I'm screwing that quote up, you know. And that's like, you that's know, that's not great. No, it's not. It's really not though. Um, now you got me thinking. Fuck, I was gonna go to sleep a happy man tonight, and now <laughs> I'm sorry. You fucking uh, 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 who? Uh, let's look at uh, Randall. Randall numbers. <laughs> uh... You know, okay, fine. I I called out Clarence Gaines on on my Periscope because. Um, in my crazy, my preseason predictions, I had one crazy one that said Randall was going to average 25, 10, and 5 uh, this year. Oh, and I w- think I heard the, the, the posting and toasting guys mention that. Yeah, and wouldn't you know it? Yes. 25, you know 11, it? and 6, baby. How you doing? And three, one better. Three steals. Yeah, man. Um, no, he was good. Uh, he was good. He, he was, was really great. I, I, I also I had to have the sound off because we were recording the podcast. What happened? Uh, was he just cramping up? What yeah, what happened when up. he went down? That he was up, yeah. okay because that was very, that was very scary looking. It looked like he was trying to shake off like a knee or an ankle or something. No, 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 no. Uh, he was just cramping. Okay. And it's not a, it's not a, it's not a big deal. Um, okay. Right. We we, so we we talked about Randall Morris, um, Barrett. Uh, we we talked about Peyton. Oh. Peyton was good. Um, <laughs> I, well, you know what? There's only one place we could end, right? And that's with that's with our that's with our boy. He's he's my favorite. He's he's a lot of people's favorite. Um, got three minutes tonight. Big three minutes. Oh, Took, yeah, no, I know. You have a steal. 
and a almost and he, he had an he almost he had uh, the steal didn't uh, yeah fuck it um may or may not have been goaltending so it was goaltending um god i after it, like after tonight wouldn't you say like maybe we should give this guy a second look maybe we need to have this guy playing some minutes so like i want to say wh- that like I want to say that, but am I? So it, it gets to a point sometimes when you're a sports fan, and it doesn't. It's I'm not limiting this to the NBA. Um, right. It's it's to any sport where you have invested yourself, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not lying to anybody. I've invested myself in Frank. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. It's it's. It, there's no. There's no more of me that could go in. It's all. It's all there. Um, where you wonder. If your opinions on someone are still rational, and I watched tonight, and I watched his right. three minutes, and I was like, I know he tur- he had two terrible turnovers, and I know he missed a, you know, I I whether it was goaltending or not, missed a, you know, essentially missed a layup, but I'm like, God, I want to give him more minutes off that performance, and then I have to ask myself, like, am I the asshole? And I don't know the right. answer to that question. I mean, I am I am an asshole, but. but not in this, sure, sure. In, in this specific context, uh, you know, when completely I, I, unrelated. Completely <laughs> unrelated to the pod. Um, so yeah. I, I, where I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It, it's just like at at a certain point, uh, it's just kind of laughable how uh, you just see the opportunity that he can be given, and he just they just refuse to, and like. I, to me, the only thing that I – I guess there are two things. They just simply don't believe in the kid. Like, you know, Perry and Fisdale uh, and Mills just don't believe in him. Well, Mills Although they does. gave him Mills his does. option. I mean, Mills – right, right, right. So either they just completely don't like his game or they're just so incessant on uh, just completely getting rid of any trace of Phil that – they refuse to see him as anything other than Phil's guy, which would be so stupid. So here, other than RJ, which I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you. Let's I'm gonna end here. I'm gonna give you my um my hope, my fear, and my like deep thought from here on in. Um, my hope is that. RJ, like what we saw from him tonight, is real. My fear is that this, like, Portis playing 33 minutes thing was not only because Mitch was out, and um, maybe that continues, because Portis is the one guy we didn't talk about tonight. And I, and I, I, I don't want to pile on, because he, he actually played some decent defense for stretches, yes. and he was, not, he was not bad. He was like... He w- no, and he rebounded the ball. Yeah, and- no, he did. He was not terrible. But still, this team doesn't reach its ceiling unless Mitch is in there. The thing sure. that I'm like, I want to feel good about is the fact that Dennis Smith Jr. came out there and looked god-awful. And then mm-hmm. they Fisdale did not go back to it in the second half. That to me, right. I want that to be a sign of progress for this organization that they weren't like 
this was this was this is the thing that people will hold that we can still hold up now from the KP trade, even though we all know it was for the cap space and the cap space didn't work out. We're gonna we're gonna right. we're gonna go forward with this lie because we can. You know, I I, I almost I expected to see Dennis Smith Jr. in the second half, and the fact that we didn't made me like it made me happy. Um, yes, and that's yes. not has nothing to do with Dennis Smith Jr. I who I hope is get figures it out. It's just sure. in the context of this of this game. You know what I'm saying? I do, I do. Um, yeah, which is like a, a, an issue that Fizz had with Knox last year, where like he, no matter what, had to give him 40 minutes. Like yeah. even though he clearly should not be out there that on a given night, he he just didn't have it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe this is some evolution. <laughs> we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. But, hey, my biggest takeaways are that RJ looked good. Randall looked good. We 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 knew that Mook was good. So that's, like, not a shocker to me at all. Um, and they looked like an NBA team. They looked like basketball players. <laughs> they, they look- <laughs> which is Which is, again... Um, if you watch this team through last year, is not something that you maybe could have always said, um, right? And and if yeah. you want to know where that bar is that we've set, it's like if you remember Fraggle Rock, it's like all the way down <laughs> below, you know, leagues below, you know, way down where like the the little people are like you know shoveling and stuff, like deep deep down beneath the earth. That's where the bar that we've set is, and hey, we topped it. Did you, now that we're uh, deep enough into the podcast, because you brought it up, did, were you a Fraggle Rock fan as a kid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I felt, I, I thought that I was on... unique in that. I, th- I didn't think other kids watched Fraggle Rock. Oh, no. I mean, we, my father worked for, um, well, first he worked for uh, the PBS station on Long Island, and then we moved to Hartford, and he worked for public television in Connecticut. So I feel like we were a public television family, so like that was also kind of like an out-there show. I feel like it fit the mold of of things we were fed. And my parents were like ex-hippies, so I feel like we were we were spoon-fed that in uh, Sesame Street. The Fraggle Rock guys, they, they, they were hippies. I mean, those characters, oh, yeah. whatever they were. Um, yeah, no, yes. no, they were, they were hippies for sure. Um, okay. I, I'm going to, I'm going to steal your plug from you. <laughs> you are now up to on, um, I want to make sure I pronounce this right. Oh, <laughs> a Sopranos podcast. Perfect. You are, you are almost through season one, um, of, of the Sopranos, um, getting Correct. to the end. Um, I have really, really, really enjoyed this, and um, I, I just, you know, I have a daughter now, and I don't have the kind of time that I used to. But listening to you guys talk about this show has made me go back and um, rewatch it from the beginning, and I'm actually doing it slowly so I could be at your pace. Um, oh, that's amazing! Yeah, no, it's been so much fun. So why, why don't you give the the good folks at home? Um, a little plug as to uh, what what your deal is. 
Uh, very nice. Uh, so it's uh, it's me and two buddies. Uh, one is um, my writing partner. He's another actor comedian. Um, another is my buddy Paul, who's a, a writer. And uh, yeah, we go episode by episode. Um, we might start doing some uh, some episodes in between episodes where we just ah. don't don't discuss uh, post season one. We might start doing. Uh, like, uh, we, we're going to have a special guest on in between season one and two who, um, was a mob prosecutor in the Southern district of New York. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, I like it. so I think we're going to start trying to sneak little things like that in because, uh, it'll stretch the run of the show out and, uh, and, and it mixes it up a little bit, but yeah, for the most part, we go episode by episode um, we do like a general discussion, then we do like fun little segments, and uh, you can find it at O Sopranos Pod on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And um, if you just look up O Sopranos Podcast on uh, iTunes and Spotify and all the all those great places that you get your your podcasts, we're uh, we're there. there. There's an H after that O, and then there's yes. a few exclamation points. Just, a few exclamation points. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so you know. Just emphasize, Just imagine Paulie Walnuts is saying the title. <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it one more time. Um, I've said to you privately, and I will yes. I will I will pitch it again. When you get to season three, episode twelve, and I, I'm gonna pronounce it wrong because I don't speak Italian. I'm Amor Amor, amor foo. foo. Yes. I'm I'm putting it out there. If you need a guest for that episode, <laughs> it's it's my favorite episode of the show, and I I am volunteering my services if uh, if you should want. Uh, you did not have to volunteer. Uh, you're obviously on the list of uh, future guests, but but yeah, knowing that you want to come on that episode, you will come on that episode. Which, by the way, is the episode after Pine Barrens, which is typically yes. thought of as the as the. Um, you know the pinnacle of the the favorite of, the favorite uh yeah yeah no i i i i go i go one later um Love all it. right oh and by the way belated congratulations to you on passing off as a very convincing 45 year old um F- uh, fbi cia fbi director what were you uh, I guess it wasn't really explained. I was like a you were a guy, case, I was like in an a, a caseworker, a caseworker. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it was just a guy with a tie. <laughs> um, I, I would have watched um, Unbelievable if even if you if I had not seen you in episode one. Um, but that <laughs> was a good was, show. It was really it was really entertaining. I, I love what they yes. did with it. Um, and I when I turned on episode one and I was like, oh, that's the the check from um, what do you call it? Oh my god! Now I'm forgetting the the name of the the movie. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Or... No, the the lead, the the girl, the lead, the who uh, she was in with. Uh, oh my god! We're, we're talking oh about justified. The, no, the girl, the woman. Who the young girl? Oh, Merritt Weaver. Wait, yeah, the young girl. She was on Justified. Yeah, but she was in a movie last year, a comedy. Booksmart. Oh. That's it. Oh, Booksmart. That's right. That's right. There oh, yeah, you go. I see, I didn't see it. Everyone keeps saying, oh, the girl from Booksmart. Oh, you got to see Booksmart, I gotta see man. It. You got to see Booksmart. No, I heard it's great. It's, 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 uh, um, there's a trippy scene with some dolls. It's, it's fun. Oh, very nice. All right. Well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so I was in that, and uh, I have uh, a, a few more things uh, down the pipeline, good things happening. So, uh, yeah, man. 
And then uh, you can always hit me up on my uh, um, NBA podcast, The Super Hoopers. You're all over the place. I know. I'm trying to stay busy. I'm trying to stay out. Of, you know, I'm getting married in December. I'm trying to stay out of my fiance's hair as much as I can. What, so. do, what's your, <laughs> remind me, what's your wedding date again? December 6th. Uh, that, okay, that's right. You're, you're before me. I'm, I'm, we're, we're coming up on the five-year anniversary on uh, December 13th. Ah, Mazel tov. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm thinking about. I was feeling my wife out the other day. I'm like, do you want to? I'm like, how many days would be too few days in Paris? And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I'm just saying, I'm curious. I'm like, I'm wondering. Um, you know, because we have our kid and we gotta leave her home. So I, I don't know. I'm trying to All think right. of some some fun for that. But uh, nice, nice, nice. We'll she actually mentioned going to L.A. So if we if we end well, up in L.A. You know, it'll be it might coincide with your honeymoon though, so we'd have to. Uh... Yeah, we're our honeymoon is over Christmas, so okay. You gotta come. You gotta come before that. Okay, you come before that. I'll I'll duly noted. All right. Um, no one's right, listening brother. anymore anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we'll... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you are, like, what is wrong with you? You go go. Listening, you're Take just listening hobby. to two people catching up on a podcast. <laughs> so I had a nice cup of coffee this morning. You know. Right. Right. Uh, all right. David, uh, yeah, Futternick, you're you're uh, you're 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 the man, man. You're you're. I hear the best. You're the best. I always love coming on, man. You you got you got the best podcast, and uh, I listen to it every night that there's a Knicks Film School podcast. I listen to it before I go to sleep, and I never fall asleep until it's over. So. Well, that is very kind. Um, I'm just I'm literally as I'm about to sign you off. I'm looking on Twitter. One Clarence Gaines. Tweet, quote, <laughs> quote tweeted my post game live with I'm, I'm, I haven't read this I'm going to read it to you <laughs> J Mac I was watching didn't have time to watch the game so caught your summary uh, D Kuzi Mac who's my wife's Twitter handle don't be camera shy appreciate the laughs and sound bites from the peanut gallery Julius <laughs> Randall making you look good but never forget that NBA season is long <laughs> well that sounds, that sounds like clarence Gaines. that sounds like clarence Gaines indeed um all right on that note awesome. uh dave thanks for joining me i appreciate you taking the time i know course, you man. you got a lot of shit going on um everybody out there if you have not um tuned into super hoopers uh oh sopranos podcast do so even if you like don't really love the sopranos it's it's a it's such a funny podcast and uh and super hoovers is great as well so we'll have david on again soon and uh everybody out there thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Knicks film school podcast we will be back with you soon until then giddy up okay guys real quick before we go talk real quick about my bookie my bookie is here for the regular season it has you covered for all of your pre-game in-game and season-long betting needs I just looked up the latest odds on my bookie, and I have to say there are a couple of enticing ones. We have the Philadelphia 76ers at plus 700. That means you could get 7-1 to one odds betting the Sixers to win it all, uh, which is probably my favorite bet coming from the East. In terms of the Western Conference, after last night, how do you not love the Clippers getting plus 325? I do just, I really don't know who's going to beat that team. Um, it's a really good bet. 
and I would be excited to play some money on it. Uh, last but not least, let's talk about, you know what? Denver. I like Denver. Plus 1,700 to win it all. That's, you know what? Nikola Jokic, MVP possibility there. I, I, I think that's, I think those are my, of all of the championship odds, at least, I think those are the three I like the best. Um, in any case, you can go to MyBookie and they'll give you a great offer. If you sign up at MyBookie.ag, use promo code OVERTIME. They're going to match your first deposit. Again, that is promo code OVERTIME and new users get their first deposit doubled. Listen, guys, if you're going to do some, you know, little wagering, you might as well get some money back in your pocket while you do it. So mybookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid.